What is up, chumps? Welcome back to the Fantasy Chumps podcast, part two, two, two of the running backs. Today, we are diving into running backs number 10, all the way up, wait for it, to number one. You guys will be surprised who we have at number one. So just stick around and wait to see who it is. Any guesses? Any guesses? I have mine as Lamar Jackson, sneak peek. So, Ooh. <laughs> it had been like three episodes since I dropped that. <laughs> no, I dropped it last episode, but you didn't. Nobody heard me. You're talking about J.K. Dobbins, because I remember, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I mean, they have a crowd of running back room. You know, they have Dobbins, they have Gus Edwards, they have Lamar Jackson. I don't know. <laughs> nobody." So, looking back on it, I definitely think I heard you, but like, I didn't connect two and two of you, like making a dig at Lamar. Like, yeah. I was just like, I mean, yeah, like. I didn't think you were referencing the running back room. I thought it yeah. was just all the weapons that they may have had. But, uh, but yeah. Won. yeah. Bonus points for doing it without getting noticed. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll take that. I'll take that, man. Your your game has progressed. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves now. So, I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about anything beforehand or just jump right into them? I think I'm ready to just do it. All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, number 10, DeAndre Swift. We were just talking about Lions fans. <laughs> Josh. Um, DeAndre Swift. We I have him at 7, Nate at 8, and John, because, again, he's a hater, 14. Ooh, I'm all the way down four spots off of our ADP. Good, but, like, <laughs> it's <laughs> – that's hater. like you have behind in reality. It's, it's probably like like eighteen fantasy points between ten and fourteen. It's you hardly know, any difference. You are probably right. So, um, Nate, why don't you kick us off? What do, what do you like about DeAndre Swift? Uh, what I feel like what I like about DeAndre Swift is what I think most people probably see in DeAndre Swift. Um, pretty solid running back. Has really great pass catching ability. Um, he was in a very bad Lions offense last year. There was not a lot going on. I'm sneaky, kind of bullish again on the Lions offense this year. There's actually some stuff there that I like what they're doing, um, which it, it blows my mind to say that. But uh, I honestly don't hate uh, – DeAndre Swift for this year, obviously, because I have him running back eight. Um, I think his, his uh, pass-catching ability is what excites me the most. Layton, do you have any kind of target um, data there to, I do. to share with us? Let's let's hear it. Oh, you want me to tell you? Yeah. Do You, you don't want to guess beforehand? You just want sure, to... I'll guess. Okay, so he played in 12 games last season. Mm-hmm. How many targets do you think he had in 12 games? Mm. Actually, actually, I'll make it I'll make it better. He got hurt in one game. So he played 11 full games. How, how, you said how many targets? How many targets did he have in 11 full games? I bet he had 58. John? <clears throat> I think he had 70. All right. Well, John is the winner. 78 targets in basically 11 games. 
Even with Jamal Williams. With that's Jamal Williams there. there. Is Jamal Williams still there? He is. He is. That's kind of scary. But, I mean, that's like six, seven targets a game. Rough math. That's, uh, that's really good. One thing I brought up, I think John and I were just talking off air. Do you guys remember when Todd Gurley was like a dominant number one running back? Wait, who is this guy? Yes, I, I, do. I don't think I've ever heard his name before. Yeah, that's right. You probably did, did. Did he play for the uh, the, the Battle Hawks? Yes, he played for the Battle. Oh, okay. Kicked off the Falcons. So Todd Gurley, when he's really good, his quarterback is Jared Goff. You all know who DeAndre Swift's quarterback is. It's Jared Goff, baby. <laughs> oh my gosh! Stars aligned. Instant. Number I'm gaining so much NFL knowledge this episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I'm gonna go to Nate. Nate, what do you think DeAndre Swift's ceiling is? Well, I should probably check my horoscope now. That's what we're going off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think his ceiling, realistically, I think he could be. I mean, he could be RB. He could be a top top three running back. I think that's the ceiling. Okay. John, what do you think his ceiling is? Since you're a little lower. Um, <laughs> this is this is injury aside. Yeah. I just honestly, I only think he's going to regress as the year goes on. I think he's going to come out, and I think a lot of people are going to have a ton of hype for him. And then as the Lions' offense gets better throughout the year, I think his role is actually going to shrink because I think they're going to be throwing it more towards the end of the year. Because I think – oh, gosh, I don't know. They could be kind of competitive this season, I think. They have a great offensive line, and they now have weapons. So, with all that being said, I think his ceiling is like RB7. Okay. Because also the Lions have the third highest ranked offensive line according to PFF. So – Whatever your thoughts on PRF are, you know, mm. we'll kind of move there. But <laughs> moving on to number nine, we have, let me check my notes again, Saquon Barkley. So, John, you love Barkley. I have him at nine, Nate, thir- 13, and John, you did have him at two. I did. For, for a hot <laughs> second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As Nate laughs, you have him at six now. So, like Nate with Aaron Jones last episode, man, the floor is yours. Uh, also known as the quadriceps, this man, he is a beast. Good grief. Those are some girthy legs, I'll tell you. Like, I think all the what you need is just to Google a picture of, of his quads because, wow, like how can you not be like a top five running back with legs like that? That dude is just insane. No, but really, um, they have. Yes, thank you. Uh, Don't expect much. Um, (laughs) uh, Kenny Galladay is probably one of the worst signings the NFL has seen in the past 10 years. And he has lived up to the hype this training camp. Let me tell you. Kenny Galladay? Yeah. No, not not at all. Uh, He's having a horrible training camp. Like, he may not even be a starter on this team this year. Like, it's been that bad. Um, if there wasn't so much dead dead cap, I think he'd be cut already because 
Oh my gosh, it's horrendous. Uh, Daniel Jones is not a great passer. Um, he can he can run for fantasy purposes. He's a decent quarterback, but he can't really throw the ball very well. Uh, the only option in New York is for Saquon Barkley to have an enormous fantasy season. It has been a long time since we've seen it, but it's because he's been hurt. Sure. If Saquon stays healthy, I fully believe that he can be the RB1 on the year. And, like, if I had – honestly, if, if I would have had more time to look at the data, I think that I probably would have kept him at two or three in my rankings. But, like, I just didn't have, like, <clears throat> the ability to go back and build that case as to why, statistically speaking, I thought he would finish that high. But go back and look at his breakout season. I don't think there's any reason to believe that this team is that much different from when he was a rookie in the NFL to say, like, there's no chance that he can repeat what he did previously. So watch out for Saquon Barkley. If he stays healthy, oh, my word. It's going to be a phenomenal – like, he is a league winner where he's being drafted right now. Which If is he can stay healthy. 23 That's on at the turn. And yeah. on – ESPN's 26, so. Oof. <laughs> you all right there, John? I need a break. Okay, quick question for everybody. Do you know who the backup running back is for the Giants? Anywhere? Wayne Gallman? No, but that's a good guess. It is Matt Breida. Oh, I did know that. Dang it. <sighs> that's all right. Doesn't scream confidence, though. So. No. They didn't bring – that was the other thing. They didn't bring anybody in. They haven't added somebody to be the supplemental role for Saquon. Like, he is one of the true definitions of a workhorse this year. I agree with that. And I don't think he'll come off the field very much. Because when he played last year, he had over 80% snap share in four games last year. And he really only played in, like, you know, eight or nine games. So that's pretty big. Anyway – Moving on to number eight. I don't really know how to lead into this, John. Um, but Alvin Kamara, <laughs> we have ranked at RB8 consensus. I have him at eight. Nate has him at 12. John has him at five. So I, I honestly don't know what to do with him. Like, if he obviously wasn't going to get suspended for any games, I think we'd probably all have him higher. But since we're anticipating at least, like, four games or something, I think that's kind of what we're building in. But, Nate, I know you've had Kamara at good times in the past. I have, yeah. So, uh, why, why I'm don't glad you, you remembered. Yeah, no, I, I'll never forget. So, why don't you uh, lay down the, <laughs> lay down the uh, consensus for why – People should be excited about him, even if he gets suspended. And John, I'll pass it to you for the data. Uh, I I mean, my ranking for Kamara at RB12 is uh, very – it's, like, strictly based off of um, his upcoming sanction or suspension that yeah. I expect him to get. Um, has that been released at all? Is there anything update-worthy for yeah, that? Yeah, his, his new court date on the battery charge is September 29th. Okay. Fun. I feel like what some from what I've heard, it might be like a, a three or four game suspension. Um, yeah. But we never know with the NFL. Um, but I mean, it, barring any kind of suspension, I think I would have Kamara comfortably up ahead 
of Austin Eckler and Najee at RB6, I think. I think he and Dalvin Cook are, would be kind of battling it out for RB5 in my rankings. Um, but I, I really like Alvin Kamara. Not super uh, juiced up about the Saints offense this year. Um, but I, I don't have a ton to add. He's just – he's an absolute stud. I think John might have a better argument for him. John, so why don't we go with that? Wanna... I did. Uh, so I, I went – soul searching for a reason to believe in Saquon Barkley. And while I was searching out in the stars, I happened to find some other data that backed up a couple of running backs that I'm a huge fan of. One of them is Alvin Kamara. So saddle in folks. We're, we're going to go for a ride. Oh boy. All right. Wait, hang on. Hang on. Okay. Now I'm saddled in. Okay. Thank you. Um, so I, I started out with, measuring rushing yards, receiving yards, receptions, and rushing touchdowns. I wanted to see from last year if there was one player who was in the top 10 in every, in every category. There wasn't. There was one player who was close, but we're not going to get there quite yet. So Alvin Kamara, this stood out because he was, he was hurt last year. He didn't, he didn't play a full season. He missed four games, I believe it was. I'm looking real quick. He missed four full games last year. He was running back eight in fantasy. He ranked 32nd in rushing touchdowns last season. And he missed four games. Rushing touchdowns, and we talked about this, it is the bloodline of success at the running back position. Just touchdowns in general. well, touch, touchdowns in general, yes, but rushing touchdowns, there are historically there are more of them than there are receiving touchdowns for the running back position. So Jonathan Taylor, number one running back last year. He finished number one in rushing touchdowns. Austin Eckler, number two running back last year. He finished fifth in rushing touchdowns. Joe Mixon, number four running back last year. He finished fourth in rushing touchdowns. James Conner, number five. He finished second. Leonard Fournette, number six. He finished ninth. Ezekiel Elliott, number seven, he finished sixth in touchdowns. There is a direct correlation with rushing touchdowns and fantasy success at the running back position. And Alvin Kamara finished 32nd in the NFL, missing four games. And he was the eighth overall running back. Like, oh my gosh. Like, somebody sound the alarm. Like, Alvin Kamara has the potential to just absolutely obliterate the field if he can run the ball into the end zone, oh my gosh, the dude only had four rushing touchdowns last season. I don't know how to stress it enough. If the, if the man stays healthy and Mark Ingram does not eat into his workload, which 32-year-old Mark Ingram, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Alvin Kamara is set up to have a phenomenal fantasy season this year. I rest my case. He- no, very good. Very good. Thank he you. Did, he did have five touchdowns. And one thing that Alvin Kamara does do very well, he catches the ball. He had 67 targets in 12 games. Every other year, or his four previous years before that, 107, 97, 105, and 100. So he gets targets, he gets the ball. Arguably, he's their best playmaker. Actually, no, he's definitely the best playmaker. So they're going to try to get him the ball easily. 
I'm really high on Kamara. I'm just hoping we find out about the potential suspension before draft day or somebody's going to roll the dice. If, if he's not suspended, there's no reason why he's not a first-round pick. No, but I think he's going to get one. Okay, how confident are you drafting him? Let's just say if the NFL is like, we're going to wait until September 8th, the day before the NFL season starts, to release the suspension. When, like, when do you draft him? I mean, I would take him at 210 in a heartbeat. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you there. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking about taking him in the second round. So thanks for the impact. Um, number seven, I, these are just John's guys back to back. It's Najee Harris. <laughs> so just for context, Nate has him at nine. I have him at 11. John, all the way up at three. Uh, Nate. Just speak briefly about Najee. Maybe, no, you don't want to. You just want to pass it to John again. I mean, I, at this point, it was kind of splitting hairs over some of these guys. I mean, yeah. I was trying to kind of consider what the ceiling might be for some of them. I, I gave Swift the nod over Najee just because the. I'm honestly not even sure. I'm probably thinking back on this. I probably should have had Najee over Swift. I just think they relied a lot on Najee last year. I don't know if that's going to change much, um, but it's definitely going to be, I think a little bit of a different look in offense. Um, not Najee's workload that even though I think, do you think the comments from Steelers camp about Najee's workload getting reduced? Do you think that's smoke or do you think that's, that's BS? I think it's smoke and I kind of bought into it for a second, but I think it's smoke. So I think, I think Najee at, is I could comfortably see him top five running back. And like, I don't think it's going to be that hard for him to do that. No. Um, John, do you want to talk about him at all or should we just move on? Uh, I have to talk about him. I'm sorry. I'll try to, I'll try to be quick. Uh, So Najee (laughs) Harris was the guy that I was referring to the other one who he was top 10 in rushing yards. He was, third in receiving yards he was first in receptions at the running back position he was 13th in rushing touchdowns so he was the closest thing to finishing top 10 in all four of those categories amongst running backs last season and again he he finished 13th in rushing touchdowns and he was the rb3 last year if we if there's if there's a chance like i mean they (laughs) lost juju smith schuster they lost james washington they didn't even bring anybody in to take over the the backup role Benny Snell is still there for Pittsburgh but I'm not worried about that at all like if Najee Harris can score more touchdowns on the ground oh my gosh like absolutely nuclear like him and Kamara could battle it out all season long for that RB1 position and I mean he was oh it's just it's mind-boggling I'm John what did you where did you say uh, Najee ranked last year for rushing touchdowns 13th 13th okay yeah. Gotcha. I just missed that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just, oh my goodness. I'm so excited for Najee Harris. Like the stack of Harris and, and Kamara would be. You know, you could take, you could take Harris number one and then on the turnaround, you take Kamara. Yeah, I could. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. I appreciate that. No, you're welcome. Uh, moving on to Austin Eckler at number six. He's number two running back overall last year, which kind of is mind-boggling to say. Obviously, he's on the Chargers, very good offense. I, I'm kind of worried about him. Like, I have him at six. 
May at seven, John at ten. I have him at six. I have him the highest, and I still don't necessarily know if I want him on my roster. So, if you look at the all the seasons before last season, here are Austin Eckler's touchdowns. It's been a theme. Lat 2020, three, 19, he had 11, then six, and then five. Right. Last year he had. 20 touchdowns overall. 20. He also had 70 receptions, which also helps boost, you know, PPR running backs, but 20 touchdowns, I, I don't know if he can do that again. So I think there's definitely regression coming. The fact that he's ranked number four on sleeper and number three, or sorry, yeah, number three on ESPN, I, it just makes me worried. I don't, I don't buy into it. Am I overreacting, Nate, or do you do you kind of agree with my sentiment? Uh, I mean, as an owner of Austin Eckler last year, I had him ranked seven, so I'm down on him again yeah. after enjoying that kind of success last year. I mean, he was running back two, and I think you're right that it was kind of it's kind of surprising to think about. I feel like he had fantastic performances, but it didn't feel easy a lot. It kind of felt like very touchdown dependent at times and the touchdowns came, you know, in two minute drills or something that would kind of turn maybe a 12 point performance into a 22 point performance. Yeah. Um, so, and that just kind of seemed to be the storyline. You might be able to say that for anybody, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't love it for this year. He's 27. Um, didn't they draft a guy? I don't know if he just talked about this, no, but yeah, they, uh, did. they did. They Isaiah, Isaiah Spiller. Yeah. Yep. Which they've so done I, every year. I might I might note they've tried to bring somebody in like every year for the past three seasons. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. truthfully though, I think where I have him at RB seven is too low, maybe. I I don't know. I I I don't see it I don't see him regressing all that much. That's gonna be a high power offense. Um, yeah. it's gonna put up a lot of points and I I think his pass catching ability um, is is going to kind of bail him out still. Yeah, that's the one thing is his targets are going to probably not go down. I can see. But I do I do agree. I think he's overdrafted right now. Okay, that's fair. Uh, moving on to number five, we have Dalvin Cook. Um, consensus number six overall, or sorry, number five overall. I have him at three, Nate at six, and John at nine. So. I'm like really high on Dalvin Cook, but I'm also nervous at the same time, just based on injuries. Like fully healthy with Kevin O'Connell as the head coach, like he'll ball out, no problems at all. But it's all health with him, I think. Is is that is that kind of the only thing you guys are maybe a little bit more skeptical of is his health, or is there genuinely like concern if he plays all 17 games about him? Uh, I, I just wanted to know if you'd heard anything about like new Vikings system. I feel like I've heard a lot of hype that is, you know, Mike Zimmer's out of there. They're going to throw the ball more. They're like really going to let Justin Jefferson show off his capabilities. And yeah, that hurts Dalvin cook. Yeah. So, so, so I didn't I, more pass heavy, sorry to cut you off, but the, uh, Every report I've seen is like they want to get Dalvin Cook involved more in the passing game. 
you know, maybe like getting him in space more, maybe using Alexander Madison more in the running game, like keeping Dalvin Cook like fresh and healthy for passes, screens, you know, just getting the ball in his hands because he's a mismatch nightmare, honestly. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It's a little bit worrisome, but I don't know. He, he, Dalvin Cook's a very, I go back and forth depending on the day. Like one day it's like, oh, I've taken a three overall and tomorrow I might be, oh, well, maybe not. So it's going to depend. We'll see how the Vikings offense looks in the preseason, just in terms of like different style and just see what the reports are saying. But I'm skeptically high on Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, one of only four guys to average over 20 fantasy points per game in games they've played in the last three years. Yeah, because like, if he's on the field, he's a he's a baller. But when he's not, yeah. it's that's what I'm worried about because he he does miss games. I don't want to say he's injury prone, but he's never played a full season. He had 13, 14, 14 last three seasons, but he's still dominant with that. So it's like expected for the running back position, almost. Yeah, exactly. Which is very makes our jobs a lot harder. So moving on to number five, we have Joe Mixon. I have at five exactly, or sorry, this is number four, and Nate at three. John, you have him at seven. John, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of surprised you had him at seven. Yeah, um, I think it's just kind of where the chips fell, really. Like, I'm super high on Barkley. I'm super high on Kamara. Having Najee up there as well. I mean, there's there's only so much <laughs> – there's only so many numbers between one and ten. Uh and it's just it's kind of where he fell again like he's no slouch to me on that second tier of running backs and like he just as easily like and you know i've made the argument before i think he could be the running back one on the season i don't think that's a uh outside of the realm of possibility so they have a great offensive line um we we touched on it a little bit i don't know if it was on the show or if it was before the show but the, the touchdowns just may not be there for Mixon that, that we're going to need. Um, they're, you know, having Jamar Chase and T Higgins and, and Joe Burrow, it's, it's tough to see a world where Mixon gets into the end zone like more than 15 times and 15 is even a stretch. That would be a huge season for him. So that's, that's probably why he ends up around this seven spot, but he's still phenomenal. Yeah, Nate, obviously you're the highest at him with three overall on your running back rankings. Is there anything John didn't mention that makes you high on him, I guess? Um, I honestly don't know if I can pin it down for why I'm so high on Joe Mixon. I think um, maybe I consider him to be a top-tier running back. Um, I think what I like about him right now is he's kind of being – Drafted ADP wise is a top or a tier two, um, right. but I'm comfortable with if I'm that's value to me is I, mm-hmm. I see him as a, a t- tier one running back. He's being drafted as a tier two. Um, I don't know. I like Mixon. I think there's always going to be that's a deep offense. There's a lot of mouths to feed over there. I mean, you could even throw out Tyler Boyd as somebody who's like a legitimate option and somebody that can get touchdowns. Um, which is is worrisome, but um, I, I think Mixon's kind of the one that maybe prevails over there. I think I don't 
Jamar Chase had a ridiculous season last he, year. He did have a huge year. Yeah. And it's I saw something too. There was the he got like six targets a game. That's it over the whole season. Yeah. And best, like baby. like bottom, yeah, that was like twentieth in the NFL out of like wide receivers. Wild, insane. Yeah, I'm getting off topic here, but yeah, I I don't know. I I could probably figure out more things to, I could talk about for Mixon, um, but we've I feel like we've gone into depth on him on previous shows, so I'm I just agree. gonna leave it at that. Biggest worry, just pass catching probably, but we already know that. Number three overall, we have Derrick Henry. Um, we all have him ranked number four overall. He got hurt last year, but man, he was so good the first seven weeks of the season like amazingly good and then he got hurt um recently last week actually mike vaporal said derrick henry's unlikely to play during the preseason which that was good for me saving him until the actual regular season when it matters um obviously if derrick henry's healthy he's probably gonna be pretty it doesn't even have anything else to add. <laughs> well, I can argue that. <laughs> well, I, I guess I'll ask the question because I don't have an answer to it. Why do we all have him ranked at four? Like, why is he ranked so low? Instead of higher? Yeah. Um, at least for me, I'll, I'll kind of step in. I think the offense as a whole is going to take a, a little bit of a step back this year. Their offensive line got worse. They lost Roger Saffold, the you know the really good guardian to Buffalo. AJ Brown's gone. Uh, they have Robert Woods and Traylon Burks, but Robert Woods is coming off of an injury. Traylon Burks is a rookie. Uh, I don't trust Ryan Tannehill. He doesn't get targets. He had 20 targets in eight games. Derek Henry, which is honestly like that's that's like good for him. But, uh, yeah, I was going to say that's honestly because he didn't he catch like 19 of them or something? Uh, 18 of them, yeah. Yeah. So, so no, I totally agree. It's just, it's just kind of more of a feeling. I think the Titans are really going to pull back this year. Uh, he's still going to be good. Don't get me wrong. I just think his ceiling's a little bit capped because I don't know how many scoring opportunities he'll have in that offense. Compared to yeah. last year. Compared to last year. Like touchdown wise? Yeah. yeah. I think he'll I feel like he would have more opportunities this year. Well, I think what I was basically saying is like the offense will be worse. Yeah. So it and, won't be in like the red zone as much, for example. So yeah. I don't because when I look at running backs, especially, it's kind of dependent on how good the offense is. Like, obviously, the one knock on, like, Brees Hall, for example, is he's on the Jets. And the Jets weren't good, aren't, you know, you know projected to be amazing. So, but, no, that's, that's just my memories of Derek Henry. Obviously, he's very good. And if you draft him, you'll probably be happy unless he gets hurt. So, uh, moving on, number two. Drum roll, everybody. We have Christian McCaffrey at number two. John and I both have him at two. Nate has him at one. Nate, I know you wanted to talk about him, why you have him at one. So, honestly, go right ahead. Uh, I don't need to spend too much time on this. Yeah. I think the main thing is just games played and health with it. CMC. Uh, 
I'd feel comfortable betting that you and John would both have CMC listed one if he wasn't so injury prone over the last two years. Um, because you should be listing him as one if, if there was no injury concern there. He is completely dominant. Um, I mean, he's put up numbers when he's healthy like no one ever has in fantasy football. It's insane. And so, and I don't see the strategy or the game plan really changing for Carolina mm-hmm. uh, with Christian McCaffrey. So I think the hope is that if he stays healthy, he's going to completely dominate. Yeah. And I think he's better than I, – I think he's better but a much more risky option than the guys that you have listed one. Yeah, definitely higher ceiling. I will not disagree with that. When he played, he did have average like over 24 – Almost 25 points a game. 26 points per game. It's, yeah, it's insane in PPR. So they did draft, I'm going to forget his name now. Oh, Iquanu, the left tackle. So hopefully the mm. offensive line will get better. They obviously, I think, upgraded at quarterback with Baker. So I do like McCaffrey. I just think you're risking a lot. And if I had the number one overall, which is who we have our ranked number one, is Jonathan Taylor. Kind of cliche. Um, I'll talk. I'll kind of talk a little bit down on him, and then I'll let John come in to, to bring him back up. But I'm honestly worried about Taylor just because he was running back one last year, very good. Obviously, don't get me wrong, but he had statistically the worst running back one season in about you know like seven years, just in terms of points and everything. Obviously, he gets a lot of carries, a lot of touchdowns, and not disagreeing with that. So I think my main concern is just he might be close to the same, but he might not be as good and he doesn't get a lot of targets. And whoops, Matt Ryan does not target the uh, running back position a ton. So John, do you want to talk about Jonathan Taylor maybe more positively than me? Um, I just got to, a fuzzy feeling inside when I think about Jonathan Taylor. He just he feels so safe. I don't know, like, like a little if, blanket. Yeah, if you had to like make me put a hundred dollars on anybody to finish in the top five, it would probably be Jonathan Taylor. Just because I I genuinely cannot see a scenario where he doesn't end up there because the Colts' offense really isn't that great. There's mm-hmm. not a ton of major weapons that I could see taking away touchdowns or uh, touches from Jonathan Taylor. Now, you know, they, they paid Naheem Hines and he is going to be involved in the offense. I think it's going to be more in the receiving game. Uh, Michael Pittman's going to take a step forward this year, but <clears throat> I don't see Matt Ryan having the negative impact that everybody else sees. I don't think, um, I think Jonathan Taylor came before Matt Ryan And I think that's a very important piece to remember that, you know, previously Matt Ryan had been the guy in Atlanta. The offense was his. Mm -hmm. I think this offense is Jonathan Taylor's, not Matt Ryan's. I agree. So I think that has an impact on it. I think Taylor's going to maintain every bit of what he was last year. And I think he's going to be better. And he was a beast at, it was Wisconsin, right? Yes. Yeah, he was he was a beast at Wisconsin. He was a beast in college. He ran for a ton of yards. I think I mean I could see him rushing for two thousand yards this season. I it would be insane, but I could see it happening. I don't think it's crazy to believe that Jonathan Taylor is capable of that. 
they have a they have a good offensive line. I mean, I they have all the pieces for Jonathan Taylor to maintain success for the next three or four seasons. No, I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, I totally agree with everything you said. So let us know who do you guys have as your um, this year? Is it Taylor CMC or do you have somebody else? Maybe it's Najee Harris and you're actually just John's fake account. Mm. Um, yeah, let us know. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, do you guys have a favorite based on ADP with any of these top 10 guys? It's okay if you don't. It's just kind of a last minute question. Um, it's kind of crazy that I'm going to say this, but I think Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Nate? Okay. Um, yeah, Nate, Nate's just – Nate's definitely Aaron Jones, so um, <laughs> you don't even need his words. Actually, so. I, I think he said he was going to take Elijah Mitchell in the first round. Oh, that's right. He did say that. Yeah, yeah um, that's right. Yeah, no, I'd probably say – oh, there's so many. I, I like a lot of these players, so I'll just leave it as that. I'll be the good guy. But I appreciate you guys tuning in. Hope you have a great rest of your day, and keep on mocking, and good luck with your drafts this season. Thanks, guys.